0: yo 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 what's up all you groovy cats out there we're still sitting on the 15th of december a lot of junk to get through and i'm actually gonna be fairly busy a little bit later this afternoon we got a little mass we are going to i gotta go pick up a friend so that we can go to mass to get up so let's go ahead and hop in this what do you think seeking god in faith presence of god I recollect myself in the presence of God, loving in my soul, to learn how to seek Him by the light of faith. Meditation He hath come to God, must believe, says St. Paul, and he gives us this definition of faith. Faith is the substance of things to be hoped for, the evidence of things that appear not in heaven we shall see god by the light of glory but on earth we know him by the light of faith we must not base our interior life our search for god on sentiment or spiritual consolations but on an intensive practice of the theological virtues st john of the cross gives this advice to a soul seeking god hear a word full of substance and unapproachable truth. It is that thou seek him in faith and in love, without desiring to find satisfaction in aught. Therefore, we must learn to seek God without any desire for pleasure, consolations, satisfaction, Even though it be purely spiritual, we must learn to walk in the path of naked faith. Faith more than any kind of knowledge or of reasoning puts the soul into direct contact with God. Faith is the proximate and proportionate means whereby the soul is united with God. For such is the likeness between itself and God, that there is no difference, save that which exists between seeing God and believing in Him. Faith places us before God as He is. It does not make us see Him, but it makes us believe in Him, and thus puts our intellect in contact with Him by means of faith. God manifests Himself to the soul in divine light, which passes all understanding, and therefore the greater the faith of the soul, the more closely it is united with God. Faith unites the soul with God, even though it experiences no spiritual consolation. On the contrary, God often deprives the soul of all spiritual consolations that it may be exercising itself more in faith and grow in it Faith and love are like the guides of the blind which lead these which leads thee by a way which thou knowest not to the hidden place of God Faith is an obscure but firm adherence to the divine word which reveals the supreme greatness of our God who is so sublime, so omnipotent but also so good and merciful faith says to the Christian soul you are the temple of the living God. And the more likely the soul's faith the more it believes Jesus' word if anyone love me, my Father will love him, and we will come to him, and we will make our abode in him. By faith, the soul believes in the infinite love of God, who designs to lower himself to his creatures, even to making his dwelling within it, inviting it to live in intimate union with him. And we have known and have believed the charity which God hath to us. This is our great act of faith, by which, although we do not see or experience by our senses, we proceed with the confidence of no one who does see. When the soul finally comes to believe in the excessive love of God, we may say of it, what was said of Moses? For he endured As seeing him That was invisible What does it matter to the soul That is recollected in itself Whether it feel or does not feel Whether it be in light or in darkness Insensible joy or not It believes in his love For I know whom I have believed. And I am certain that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. This is the cry of a soul of faith who perceives in its search for God in spite of darkness and ardidity But to attain such unshakable faith, we must practice it and pray. I do believe, Lord. Help my unbelief, increase my faith. (sighs) Coliloquy. O Lord. Give me a pleasure, a, give me a pure, ardent, strong faith to, to sustain and guide me in my continual search for you, and to make me adhere to you with perfect confidence, although you remain hidden from my sight. Only by faith can my soul adhere to you, as you really are, infinite, omnipotent, and merciful. unity, and trinity. Thus faith presents to my soul, faith comprehends you as you are, in your divinity, your mystery, and your works, all of which it possesses to my belief, so that in faith, I find you completely. And then the act of faith, even though i do not see you i possess you truly if faith holds you hidden and veiled if it permits me to see you only through a glass and a dark manner i am certain however that it does not deceive me it produces you to me as you have revealed yourself how shall i not believe lord In your words, since you have spoken to us not only by the mouths of the prophets, but by the mouths of Jesus, your incarnate word. Even if faith presents mysteries and wonders to believe which my poor mind cannot understand, I shall not be bewildered. What mystery is greater than that of your infinite charity? which has loved me from all eternity, created me by an act of love, redeemed me by the blood of your Son, and made my poor soul the temple of the Most Holy Trinity. On your word alone, I believe with full certitude. I believe everything the Son of God has said. There is nothing more true than the word of truth. O God, far from being astonished by your works, they are for me. But one more reason for praising you, the more difficult they are to understand, the more they arouse devotion in me. And the greater they are, the greater is the devotion. So the less... Of a natural foundation. These truths of the faith have. The more firmly I hold them. And the greater is the devotion they inspire in me. Since you are almighty. I accept all the wondrous works. Which you have done. But as most certain. And in this respect. I have never harbored a doubt. I want to seek you, O God, in this ardent faith, and cling to you always, even if such faith is naked and stripped of every consolation. Nothing shall affright me, neither wind nor rain, And should impenetrable clouds come, O Jesus, to conceal you from my eyes, I shall not change my place, knowing that beyond the dark clouds the sun of your light is still shining, and that its splendor cannot be eclipsed for a single instant. Our Mass today. The first reading is taken from Isaiah. I am the Lord, there is no other. I form the light and create the darkness. I make the well being and create woe. I, the Lord, do all these things. Let justice descend, O heavens. Like dew from above, like gentle rain, let the skies drop it down. Let the earth open and salvation bud forth. Let justice also spring up. I, the Lord, have created this. For thus says the Lord, the creator of the heavens, who is God, the designer and maker of the earth. Who establishes it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Who announced this from the beginning, and foretold it of old? Was it not I the Lord? besides whom there is no other God. There is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, there is no other. By myself I swear, uttering my just decree, my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame I shall come, all who vent their anger against him, and the Lord shall be their vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel The gospel is taken from Luke 7:18b through 23 At that time John summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come? or should we look for another? When the men came to the Lord, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? At that time, Jesus cured many of their diseases, sufferings, and evil spirits. He also granted sight to many who were blind, and Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, the leopards are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the good news. proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. The Gospel of the Lord. In our five minutes with the word for this Advent season, we are meditating upon the reading from Isaiah. Let justice descend, O heavens, like gentle rain. When the people of Israel returned home, After their exile in Babylon, many of them bore the wounds of their captivity. Yes, just as it had finally descended, when their captivity came to an end. Just as today's first reading describes it. But many were numb to the fact that God still wanted to work in their lives. Like anyone coming out of traumatic situations, they struggled with wounded memories, feelings of guilt or unworthiness, and anxieties over the future. And so the prophets, seeing how spirited the people were, cried out, Let the earth open, and salvation bud forth. God is pouring out his justice, his mercy, his grace. Open your hearts and receive it. Welcome his gentle reign with its power to heal into your soul. As it was back then, so is today. God's justice is constantly raining down on the just and the unjust alike. And he is constantly urging us to receive it. At every moment of every day, every person on earth can hear his call, turn to me and be safe. His cry goes out to the cancer patient in the hospital, the inmate on death row, the woman with postpartum distress, depression. And the couple struggling to make ends meet. It goes out to the business person on the midst of a shady deal. The frightened soldier on the front lines. The wayward husband caught in infidelity. And the teenager tempted by drugs. There is not a single person whom God does not want to heal, deliver, comfort, strengthen, or guide. Let this truth, like God's justice itself, sink into your heart. Let it give you hope for the people you know who are suffering in any way. Let it give you confidence as you lay their needs before the Lord in prayer. By all means, keep asking God to heal them or protect them or bring them to conversion. But pray just as much for them to open their hearts to the Lord and receive His grace. And while you're at it, ask the Lord to help you open your heart to him as well. There is no end to the grace he wants to give you. Let us pray. Lord, let your justice find its way into every person's heart today. Amen.
1: Mid afternoon prayer using the complimentary psalmody. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hallelujah.
2: Joe. Oh. Christ I don't
1: deeply troubled. What can this greeting mean? Am I to give birth to my king and yet remain a virgin forever? Mary said, My soul is deeply troubled. What can this greeting mean? Am I to give birth to my king and yet remain a virgin forever? When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. On our lips there were songs. The heathens themselves said, What marvels the Lord worked for them. What marvels the Lord worked for us. Indeed, we were glad. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage, as streams in dry land. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for the sowing. They come back, they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. If the Lord does not build the house, in vain do its builders labor. If the Lord does not watch over the city, in vain does the watchman keep vigil. In vain is your earlier rising, your going later to rest, You who toil for the bread you eat,
3: when he pours
1: gifts on his beloved while they slumber. Truly sons are a gift from the Lord, a blessing the fruit of the womb. Indeed, the sons of youth are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Oh, the happiness of the man who has filled his quiver with these arrows. He will have no cause for shame when he disputes with his foes in the gateways. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. O blessed are those who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. By the labor of your hand you shall eat. You will be happy and prosper, your wife like a fruitful vine in the heart of your house, your children like shoots of the olive around your table. Indeed, thus shall be blessed the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see your children's children in a happy Jerusalem. On Israel, peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Mary Mary said, My soul is deeply troubled. What What can this really mean? mean? Am Am I I to to give birth to my king king and and yet yet remain remain a virgin virgin forever? A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. O Lord, hear. O Lord, pardon. O Lord, be attentive and act without delay for your own sake, O my God, because this city and your people bear your name Come, Lord, do not delay. Free your people from their sinfulness. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that the coming solemnity of your Son may bestow healing upon us in this present life and bring us the rewards of life eternal. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit,
3: God forever endeavor. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeff Cavins with today's Daily Reflection. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 7. Is he, or isn't he, the Lord? Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of
4: the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Gospel, according to Luke. John summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? When the men came to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? At that time, he cured many of their diseases, sufferings, and evil spirits. He also granted sight to many who were blind. And he said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and
3: of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Earlier in the Gospel, John met with Jesus at the Jordan River at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, and John baptized the Lord. He even stated that Jesus was the Lamb of God who has come to take away the sins of the world. And now... Now he's asking questions about him being the Messiah. Is he doubting? Is he having second thoughts? Is he a bit confused? Did someone pull him aside and share a CD with him arguing as to why this couldn't possibly be the one who is to come? I don't think so. The questions that John the Baptist is proposing is actually the door to showing the evidence that Jesus really is the Messiah. He really is the second person of the Trinity. He really is the King of Israel. Notice that Jesus doesn't have a meltdown when he is given John's questions about identity. He doesn't hang his head in disappointment or say, what's the point? And notice this, he doesn't say yes or no. Here is an interesting point. The Hebrew mindset in telling stories is often not just giving direct answers like yes or no. In other words, Jesus doesn't say yes or no, but instead, he shows them. He gives them the answer by telling them what he does. You could say that the evidence speaks for itself. and in, in this case, the evidence completely matches the anticipated actions of the coming Messiah. It was rather obvious. Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. Now here is something really interesting. We could ask this question today. You could ask me if Jesus is the Messiah, second person of the Trinity. Is he the one that we've been waiting for? I could say yes or no, or I could answer like Jesus did. Since knowing Jesus, I could say, my eyes are open to the real meaning of life. Since coming to know Jesus, I can now walk in a responsible way. Since coming to know Jesus, I have been cleansed of my sin. And since coming to know Jesus, I can hear the voice of God. And I was poor, but had the good news given to me. I was bankrupt, but now I have joy. You see, I believe the heart of this reading relates to our witness to the world. People... People are curious. Is Jesus really God? Is he who he said he was? Is he who the church says he is? Does he really change lives? Does he really give peace to the anxious? Can he heal relationships? You know something? Yes and no. Most likely will not convince. But telling people who he is... In your life and what he is doing in your life, wow, that really that speaks volumes. So what have you been telling people? Is he real? Is he God? Is he what every talk show host is really looking for? Is he the answer to every songwriter's dream? Is he the hero in everyone's love story? What you say? will deeply speak to the hearts of inquirers. Is he the one who is to come? Or should your friends and family look for another? I'm Jeff Cavins, and that's today's Daily Reflection.
0: As always, my brothers and my sisters... Keep living, keep laughing, keep loving, God speed, God bless.